Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. So thankful that you're here with me again today. And we are really talking this week about stop playing it safe, stop trying so hard, and really understanding the potential that God has put in you to change his world in the only way that you uniquely can. And so we really ended yesterday just talking about this idea that the only way that humans learn is by mistake making. Now, we can learn in some other ways. It's not nearly as effective what we have found. I can read a lot of information. I can glean, uh, you know, ideas from other people's mistakes. But the ones that are so profound are the successes that I have done and experienced and the mistakes that I have made and truly experienced. So we talked a lot yesterday about how to really get over, get past those mistakes and how that relates to being a trustworthy person. And that we said last week, very, I said very emphatically, that trustworthy people are not perfect people. They are simply people that take responsibility for their mistakes. So what you want to think about is, I need to do life 110%. It's the only one I get. I don't get to come back. I don't get to do a redo. So I need to make sure that I am really pushing and pressing into the life that God has given me. And that I'm willing to make mistakes. And one of the verses that we really started with was the one about the talents. And in the Message Bible, it's so, the writer writes it in such an emphatic, emotional way. It's almost painful to hear. It says, this is Matthew uh, chapter 25, verse 26 through 30. And it says, the master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? And he goes on to say, take the thousand and give it to one who risked the most. And get rid of this play it safe who won't even go out on a limb. Throw him into utter darkness. I mean, that, that's that is hard for me to hear because I'm not, I mean, I'm a kind of a adventure seeking person. I love challenges and I'm, I am a risk taker for sure. But there are some areas in my life that I am not good at risk taking in. And when I read that verse and I think that God is like, I don't want that play it safe person. I don't want that play it safe version of Cynthia. I want you to trust me and trust as to how I made you and that you need to push yourself. You need to press through. You need to try it. You need to make life worth living, whatever that is. Because what might be a risk to you may not be a risk for me, but what might be a risk for me may be easy for you. So it's very unique to who we are. So when we talk about this idea of potential, 
I want to give you a couple of verses that I really like that I use when it comes to me thinking about potential. In Jeremiah 23, I'm sorry, 33, 3, this is out of the expanded Bible. It says, pray, call to me, and I will answer you. I will tell you important secrets, great and hidden things that you have never heard or known before. I love that verse. He says, call to me and I'll answer. I'm going to tell you important secrets, great and hidden things that you've never heard of or known before. See, this is him saying, listen, I'm on this adventure with you. And I'm going to get you there. And I need you to take the risk to go with me, to ask me, to call on me. So that I can tell you important secrets. So I can tell you hidden things that you don't even know about. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 9 out of the expanded Bible, it says, But as it is written in the scriptures, no one eye has ever seen this. No one ear has ever heard about it. No one human heart has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. No one has seen, no one has heard, no one has ever even imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. This is a great adventure. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know how much I love this verse. And this is saying God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Um, that, that is truly one of my all-time favorite life verses. In Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, it says, I know what I'm doing. Now, this is the Message Bible. It says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future, the future you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. And yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. What amazing words from God. He's saying, stop playing it so safe. Look, you've got potential in you that you have never even tapped into, that I can ignite, that I can magnify. So how do we do this? How do we start with really allowing that potential to be released? Well, the first way is no fear. See, we need to let our fear turn into excitement. And that's sometimes easier said than done, I know. I'm aware of it. It's kind of like, though, thinking about life as a roller coaster. That, we're, I mean, we really are talking about healthy fear, all right? We're not talking about being a fear-based person. We're talking about, wow, yes, I need to have healthy fear. I'm not going to walk out onto the, onto the freeway and see how exciting that might be. That would be stupid. But we're talking about having no fear about good things, about good endeavors, 
about good ideas that we're going to see if they pan out. I have a lot of ideas that are great ideas, but apparently God just wanted me to try them. He wasn't going to do anything about them. But I don't regret the attempt. The nice thing is I don't have to have a regret. I don't have to say, well, I probably should have done that. I bet God was in it, but I was too afraid to do it. I don't want to have those regrets. So there's no fear. We're going to let fear be excitement. Because here's the nice thing. You can stop at any time. If you don't like it, you can stop doing it. This is not a moral issue. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's think, think of the second one. The second one that we want to do as we are really wanting to unleash that potential within us is we want to engage in discovery. See, we've lost this. We are so ready to be entertained that we don't do any of our own discovery process. We don't do any exploring. And explorers would not have made the discoveries they have if they let their fear get in the way. So recently, I heard the story of Christopher Columbus. Uh, it was amazing. Now, he was a dreamer, a visionary who could not see past what was into more. He couldn't. And when popular opinion and staunch belief, see, the popular opinion of that time and staunch belief had taught him that the earth was flat, completely flat. And so Christopher Columbus, this explorer of unknown territories, refused to believe that fearful notion that if he got into his ship, sailed all the way out to the edge of the earth, then he would fall off the edge of the earth. <clears throat> and he refused to believe that. And so this is the most amazing thing. He knew there was more to be discovered than what could be seen with the human eye. He had the eyesight of God. God said, no one has seen, no one has heard what I have waiting for you. And so driven by faith, because he was a faith-based explorer, faith and determination, Columbus approached the kingdom authorities, hoping that he could secure permission to set, all the, his, his sails for all these places that are unknown and believing that he would certainly discover more. I mean, he had this in him that he, it was so compelling, he could not resist it. It gave him great courage. So maybe you can't necessarily relate because you're not Christopher Columbus. Maybe your dream is not that big. Maybe not, but maybe your potential is. See, God has placed potential in humans that is unprecedented. And I think one of his greatest sadness, what, what gives him great sadness is the amount of people that will not unleash the potential that he put in them because they judge it. They think, well, if I'm not going to be an NFL football player or a famous singer or an explorer or an astronaut or who knows, whatever is, a CEO of a company, then I'm really not worth that much. I don't have that much to offer the world. That is not how God sees things. And you have the entire Bible and all those stories to show you but that's not what God sees. Think of the potential in Mother Teresa and how she changed the world. And she was a little, very, very small, diminutive women, woman that had committed her life to Christ her entire life. And look what she accomplished. So why did God create you? 
What are you here for? I see huge accomplishments and dreams that are awakened every day in my office. If you will allow it. If you will allow yourself to stop playing it so safe and want everything to be secure so that there's no fear when you go about taking on some endeavor. Well, you need to turn that upside down. And you need to say, I need to believe that the God of the universe lives inside of me, which means I have tremendous potential, immeasurably more than I could ever hope for or imagine. And I need to do this without fear. What do I have to be afraid of? Failure? Some of the most famous people had the biggest failures of all. And we respect them for it and admire them for it. So the first two, no fear, and we want to engage in discovery. We want to be curious, curious people. What's the, what's the third one? Acceptance. Acceptance without apology. I need to stop apologizing for my strengths, and I need to stop apologizing all the time for my weaknesses. Rather, I just need to take responsibility for them. Now, if in my weakness I've hurt someone, absolutely, I will say I'm sorry. But I'm not going to constantly have all of my sentences filled with, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry I didn't do that. Sorry I should have done that. Wow. We want, we want to change this to, I want to just take responsibility for myself. And I'm going to accept my strengths. I'm going to accept my weaknesses. They don't make me better or worse than any other person. I'm just simply different. Every single person is unique. And so acceptance without apology. How about the fourth one? Responsibility with effort. So this means after I accept my strengths and my weaknesses, that I put, I, I put effort into managing them. So I either want to make sure that I'm putting time into my strengths and my talents, but I'm also working on managing my weaknesses making sure that I take responsibility for them. So responsibility and effort with the gifts and the talents and the weaknesses that embody you. That's part of being a very trustworthy, healthy, strong, interesting, unique person. So this is how this is so important. That after responsibility and effort comes nurture. So nurture, this means educating yourself, nurturing your gifts and your talents, as well as practicing good self-care. Nurturing those gifts and those talents. What does that mean? Do I need to get more educated? Do I need to take care, better care of myself physically so I can actually do the talents and abilities that I have? What do I need to do to nurture those gifts and those talents? Well, think of Olympians. What do they do? I know for myself that one of the ways that as a, um, a licensed you know, therapist, I have continuing education all the time. I'm always making sure that I'm learning new things, that I'm honing my skills and my abilities, that I'm a responsible therapist, that I'm a well-versed therapist. And that's part of nurturing that talent God has given me. I don't just show up in my office with raw talent. That only goes so far. So nurture, 
nurture your gifts, your talents, and take responsibility for the weaknesses. Now, this is an important one. This next one that we do when we are really working on unleashing that potential is die. I know, I hate that word. (laughs) But Jesus died in order for us to live. Think about Lazarus. How long did he linger? How long did he resist death? Maybe fighting for all the wrong things. Maybe fighting for all the wrong things to live. I don't know. It seems natural to resist death and to fight it. But what you want to think about is, what needs to die that I keep fighting to keep alive? And maybe I need to talk to God about that. Is this something that actually needs to die? Do I need to have a dream die in order for the appropriate, bigger, more powerful dream to come alive in me? Am I hanging on to something that is getting in the way of the very thing that God really has for me to do? So what has to die? What has to die so that I can truly live fully for Jesus, fulfilling the calling, fulfilling the purpose as to why I'm here on earth? What has to die that's getting in my way? Is it my fear? Is it my insecurities? Is it judgments? Is it character problems? Is it past hurts and traumas? What needs to die so that I can truly be who God has called me to be? So this is, this is like the pruning, the guiding, the directing, the mentoring. This is the coaching piece that God wants us to really take advantage of. We see that all through the Bible, the patriarchs coached and mentored so many of the men that were coming up after them. The women did it with the women as well. And so then we want to really make sure that we redefine failure. See, simply a plan that didn't work the first time. Okay, we need to redefine failure. Well, it's a plan that didn't work the first time. Am I going to try that plan again? Or did I try it as much as I needed to, and I'm going to now check that plan off the list and go to the next plan? It's kind of this idea of, now I know it doesn't work, so I can move on to what does. So instead of seeing the failure as personal, you know, like I'm the one that messed it all up, well, if you have some character issues you need to be working on and you messed up the plan because of some bad behaviors, well, that's a different story. But a lot of the plans, think of Christopher Columbus in that story, a lot of the plans we need to go through to check off the list to get to the one that actually works. I wish I didn't have to go through that that process. I wish I just knew immediately the one that I needed to do and I could let go of all the other ones. But oftentimes I have to kind of go through a series to find the one that actually has God in it and not just my creativity or my imagination. And so then we talk about reality. And what is reality and the management of the reality that I live in? And so when I help people unleash and unlock potential, it's very difficult if they are wanting to be somebody they are not. And I frequently tell this story to people. I was working at a treatment center as a contract therapist. Um, It was an eating disorder treatment center. 
And it was back in the, oh, the late 90s when there was a huge, big way of thinking that you could be whatever you wanted to be. You can be whatever you want to be. And, and I had a woman that was so, I would say, delusional about this type of thinking that she couldn't even be based in reality. And so I said to her, you know, you see me. I'm about 5'7". I'm pretty slight in my build. I said, what if I wanted to be the center for the Nebraska Cornhuskers? Can I do that? And she said to me, well, yes. You just have to put your mind to it. Now, you and I both know that when we are talking about potential, we are also talking about talent. And talent is like eye color. I can't change my eye color. I can put contacts on top of them to make it look a little bit different. But we are all born with certain talents and abilities. And God is wanting us to really unleash those talents. And the way we unleash the talent is we add ability to the talent. But the reality piece is I need to be living in the truth as to who I am and what my capacity is so as not to discourage myself or frustrate myself and people around me or waste time that I don't really, I mean, I have limited time down here on earth. So there's not a chance I could be the center for the Nebraska Cornhuskers or do it well. I would be harmed, actually if I tried to run out on the field and do that, do that job. So when we're looking at unleashing potential, we are asking God to help us understand how best to utilize the talents and abilities he has given us. And talents aren't always a concrete thing, like singing or dancing or being an athlete or a mathlete or being, you know, a, a brilliant surgeon. Many times talents are part of who we are. So maybe one of your greatest talents is your patience and how much people need that. Maybe your greatest talent is your ability to love the unlovable. And God wants to unleash that potential. He needs that in his world. Maybe one of your greatest talents is the ability to come alongside kids and nurture and coach them, mentor them and help them. Maybe one of your greatest talents or potentials is making money, and God wants you to make a ton of it so that you can help his world, just like the man with talents. So I'm so glad you listened today. So we're going to really talk tomorrow more about potential as a definition. What really is potential when we look at it so that we can truly unleash it? And we're going to look at the potential energy that we have. And so it's quite fun. I really like this part of, of this entire script and lecture. It's, it's very encouraging. And, and I'm glad that you joined in with me today. So tomorrow, as we look at truly potential, and then we're going to really end the week with this whole idea of stop trying so hard. You are already worth more than you could ever hope for or imagine. You're worth more than what you think. So I hope you have a blessed day. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow more about potential, unleashing your potential, and really being all that God has called you to be and doing it with no shame and having it truly rooted in truth. 
So God bless you today. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyde.com. I love your comments and keep them coming. So have a great day. Thanks, Jeremy, for helping me again. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.